Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And today we are here to preview week four. Carolina Panthers returning home to face the Minnesota Vikings, Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson. Uh, High-powered offense, terrible defense. Should be a game to watch, Jerry. Hopefully the Panthers can pull off their first victory this week. I mean, there's an opportunity. Both teams are going 0-3 coming into this. I mean, desperate for a win. Desperate for a win, for sure. Um, one has we'll talk a good about... defense. One doesn't. One yeah, has a good well, offense. One doesn't. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we'll talk. There's there's some major differences in these two teams, and there's some major differences in the why they're zero and three. And we will definitely talk about them. Uh, but first, Jerry, I think we should go ahead and talk about uh, what everyone in the NFL world is talking about: Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. We need to rank our favorite Taylor Swift albums, starting from number one. I mean, they're all A pluses and A's, but you know, everyone has a favorite. You you do realize I have no clue on any of Taylor Swift uh, discography. I don't believe it. I refuse to believe it. Well, that's okay. I'm sorry, Mister Swift, but uh, (laughs) I really don't know the names of any. Any of her albums. Well, I'm just going to say, and this might be controversial, Folklore is her best album. Evermore is her worst album. Just going to leave it at that. All right, we've got some emails here to talk about. (laughs) We're going to do a little bit of Panthers therapy, Jerry. I I think we're going to need to start. The fandom is in disarray. (laughs) (laughs) People are really, really upset about the direction of this team. I don't blame... Anyone I, for feeling that way? I, I will say, if this continues, we may need to reach out to BetterHelp to uh, mm. sponsor this podcast. That'd be great. I'd love any <laughs> any podcast sponsor. It would be amazing. Uh, we do have Spotify podcasts as a, as a sponsor, so you guys uh, check them out. But uh, yeah, well, Jerry, why don't you read our first email here? We've got a few, and then we've got some YouTube comments we want to kind of talk about, too. So we'll start here. Uh, this email is from Jake. Hey guys, my name is Jacob. Starting off on a wrong foot. Why? <laughs> is it Jacob yeah. or Jake? It says Jake in his email signature, but it's Jacob in the body of the email. I, I don't know. Don't I, trust I, this guy. I don't trust I, him. I, I don't either. No, I'm just joking. That's how my uh, nephew is too. He goes by Jake. And, yeah. and I've been listening to y'all's show for a while now, a couple of years in fact. I have a Thank question you. I would like you guys to talk about on the show if you get it. The chance next time. Uh, so a big problem with the Panthers is wide receiver not playing well. Yes. Um, when offseason hits, how do you think the Panthers are going to get any splash at wide receiver? We don't have a first-round pick. And don't. And a lot of elite wide receivers are being locked up by their teams. And they are willing to pay for their contract areas like Jamar Chase, Jeff. Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Do you think we trade for a guy, um, get back in the first round, second pick like we did with Mingo and Terrace Marshall? Just what do we think with the wide receivers? Let me read you some of the names of free agent wide receivers that mm-hmm. will likely be hitting the market next year. Mike Evans. Yep. 
30 years old. Uh, T. Higgins. Mm-hmm. Tyler I'm Boyd. on the fence, but I, I, I'm still on the fence of those two, to be honest with you. I, I think they could I be mean, good. I think Mike they also Evans? have really good. No, <laughs> no, Kevin's no, pretty the, damn good. No, no, no. You said T. Higgins and. Uh, oh, Tyler Boyd. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Those two I'm on the fence on. Okay. Uh, T. Higgins, I think, is legit. I think he's very good. Um, he's on my fantasy. He team would be and hasn't better really than produced, but okay. Well, you know, he would be better than anyone the Panthers currently have at wide receiver. Um, Kendrick Bourne, underrated wide receiver in my opinion. Uh, Chark will be available again next year. Curtis Samuel, potentially bring him back as kind of a gadget guy. I think he's like an upgrade over a Chenault, Chenault type yeah. guy, right? Um, Odell Beckham, eh, whatever. Uh, Josh Reynolds, interesting yeah, player for Detroit. A, that's a interesting yeah. name to bring up. Calvin Ridley. Okay, I like some Calvin Ridley. Good yeah, route runner, not the fastest, but solid wide receiver. Um, Chase Claypool. I mean, he's kind of really, really shit the bed there. Watch, watch, Chicago. watch! I do this, and next thing I know, I he's know. gonna be on this team. I hope not. Uh, the immortal Randall Cobb, who is only 33 years old. It feels like he's been in the league for 25 years. Uh, I feel like yeah, I could stop you now and just be like, anybody okay, yeah. below Randall Cobb is just done. Yeah, well, I wasn't really going to. Uh, for some reason, this is not in I order, would say but. Josh Reynolds, T. Higgins, uh, maybe Tyler Boyd. Mike Evans, if you could sign him to like a three-year contract, like you did Adam Thielen, would be good. I mean... Yeah. I thought he was past his prime, but this year he's looking really good. I will I say don't, that. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I I mean, again, he's he's 30, but he still seems to have it. He's a big yeah. wide receiver. He's got, you know, pretty good hands. I mean, he I would be I think you still a, need a burner. Yeah. And you know, trading is always an option, uh but the what I wanted to kind of highlight there was that the wide receiver free agent market next year is going to be a lot better than it was this year. It was bad this year. It was maybe the worst in 10 years. Like it was awful this year. So there will be options to look at in free agency. We may not have to trade anyone. I still think, you know, uh, drafting one would be a good idea, but the Panthers aren't going to have a first or second round pick next year. So probably, you know, uh, they'll probably manufacture one. Did we get rid of our second? I think it was our first and second for 2024. No, no, no. It was our first this year, our second last year. I th- well, our last no. year. A second from San Francisco last year. Maybe. Uh, okay. Either way, we definitely don't have a first next year. Yes. Uh, I'll have, I'd have to go back and look at the trade again. But either way, we're, we're down some draft picks next year. Um so I don't know about drafting one, but there are options there. So, yeah, I mean, we agree. Obviously, everybody knows the Panthers wide receivers this year are, are terrible. Thielen, you know, putting up 145 yards last week. I don't think you see anything close to that again this year. And, and Thielen is what Thielen is. He's not yeah. a stretch of ball type of receiver. He's a great possession, move the chains receiver. I mean, yeah. He he's been that in Carolina. Let's be honest. Like since week yeah. one, two, and three, I felt like he's played consistently decent, good where we expect him to be. Thielen as your third receiver is awesome. 
Yes. Uh, so that's what we should be shooting for. Possession receiver is great. Awesome. Yeah. But as your number one, number maybe one, not. <laughs> yes. Maybe like not. Yeah. he always had Justin Jefferson. He had Stephon Diggs. I mean, those mm. are number one receivers that it fits him perfectly because he's the underneath guy, the the route runner. While Justin Jefferson and Diggs were the stretch the field, the big play, but you know they work simultaneously. Shark is supposed to be with that, but he's been injured. And last year he kind or last week he kind of started showing up. So maybe he can. Yeah, I mean, hopefully Shark is trending back to 100% health wise. I mean, we'll see, but he certainly hasn't been a stretch the field guy for us this year. But nobody has. They haven't no. thrown deep that often. So you know, last week was the first time we saw them really throw past 20 yards or so in the air you know, consistently. So, but, but back to uh, Jake's question here, I think they will hit the free agents. They will pick the guy they like, whether it be shark. If he comes on late, I think they're going to roll with Mingo. They really like Mingo unless he uh, poops the bed. And then I think I could see them drafting another guy in the second or third round. Yeah. um, Mingo certainly, you know, should be in the, in the mix. Probably not a number one guy from what we've seen so far, but hopefully, you know, hopefully he'll improve and he maybe could turn into that guy. Uh, Three games into his rookie season. Let's sure. Sure. Of course. All right. Next, uh, next email here is from Cameron. Now we remember Cameron (laughs) because he sent us an email early on and asked who would win in a fight between me and Jerry. Obviously (laughs) I I would win that one. Um, Mainly because I fight dirty. <laughs> and I don't care. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, I had a question about the most recent podcast. Jerry said on multiple occasions that the Panthers needed an identity. Mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of analysts say this in many circumstances, and most of the time it boils down to run the ball. Why can't pass the ball be an identity? What pass exactly the- do you envision for an identity, for example? Pass the ball can be an identity. It depends the style of identity you are talking about. And when I say an identity, honestly, I think the best route this team does have to go identity-wise is death by a thousand paper cuts. Drew Brees, like, he never, he hit the big long balls, but it was always just dip and dunk, dip and dunk. Tom Brady, in the years without Randy Moss, dip and dunk, dip and dunk. Um, Look at Patrick Mahomes. Their identity is not run the ball. Their identity is like school ground. We're going to let our guys run free in the deep open, and Patrick Mahomes is going to buy time, and he's going to hit them and stride deep down the field. It That's their identity. It, it, am I mistaking in that's what I consider their identity? Like, no, I'm, I'm not trying to... Yeah, certainly there are teams where, you know, pass-heavy teams, right? Mm-hmm. I think... What we're saying here, and that and that appears to be the Panthers' identity so far, by the way, is passing, passing, passing. Uh, unfortunately, the Panthers aren't good at it. Yes. Right. Uh, at least they haven't. They weren't the first couple of weeks with Bryce. Um, the identity for this team, in my opinion, and I think Frank Reich has even said this. He he's just not living it. The identity for this team should be defense, pound the ball. I mean, that when you're averaging two yards per carry, I mean, you can't run that. 
and, and you can, but they don't try, and they and they run the same run play every every down. And, and, <laughs> like they don't do anything different. And, and run that's, some jet sweeps, run some out some you know outside some short screen passes. That's essentially a run. Like you know there are, are ways to run the ball without just uh, three pounds and or three yards in a cloud of dust, right? Yeah, they're not getting three yards, but yes, I agree with that. That I mean, they is, had a bad running game last week, but the two weeks before, like they they had a decent average per they did run. But last week, they I don't know what happened last week. And I will say this too: is running in eleven personnel constantly. You sent me a demographic mm-hmm. that showed that we are in eleven personnel, meaning one tight end, one running back. What was it like eighty something percent of the it's time? Like, yeah, it's a lot. Almost ninety yeah. percent. The vast I'm majority sorry, of the time. But it's time to bring in an extra tight end, help Icky because he's not doing that well good this year, and get back to pounding the rock with the blocking tight ends and not Hayden Hurst. It, it, I, yeah. I, that's the identity that Steve Wilkes implemented towards right. the end of last year. I know he didn't get hired, but this team did have an identity of smash mouth football with him. Icky played better. The whole O-line did. I also think if you play that style, you can open up a play action deep downfield. And that identity reminds me of an early Tom Brady. A lot of teams use that identity back in the day. Run the ball, pound it up the middle, pound it on the outside, but then you would run that play action, hit the receivers deep. I mean, we did this with Steven Davis and Jake DeLone. That was their identity. With Steve Smith and Steve Smith and Musin Muhammad. The the worst thing, in my opinion, and this is not me going out on a limb here, but the worst thing that a coach can do is try to implement a style regardless of his players. Right? It seems like Frank Reich wants I mean, Frank Reich's a quarterback. He wants yeah. to throw the ball. You know, Thomas Brown comes from a high powered offense, right? They want to throw the ball, they want to move the ball downfield. They do not have the personnel to do that. They just don't. The receivers yeah. can't get open like that consistently. So the identity of this team this year should be more slow paced. It should be more ball control, right? It should mm-hmm. be, like you said, you run the ball, you do quick you know, passes, get the ball out of Bryce's hand quickly. Suddenly the offensive line starts looking much better. Yeah, right. You do a play action here and there to to yeah. throw it deep to Shark or keep keep the defense on for 15, 20 yards, right. and all of a sudden, you know. And I'm, and I'm not saying start. run it forty times, pass it ten, right? No. More of a balance running and throwing. Mm-hmm. That's what we want, right? But if you can run fifty five percent of the time and pass forty five percent of the time, you're going to win a lot of games because that means you're con- you're running well. You're controlling the clock. And you're controlling the clock. Right. You're tiring out their defense. And in a team like the Vikings that we're about to play, who wants to score, who wants to throw, who wants to go fast, 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 that's the type of game plan you need against a team like that. You want to slow them down. You want to get them off rhythm. Right? Uh, unless you think you can outpace them. like Which, which the Panthers the Chiefs, can't. 
Uh, I, I know, but I'm just saying devil's advocate here. Like, the Chiefs, they're like, okay, bring it. We'll see who's better at it. And that's... Well, that, that would be awesome if we were the Chiefs, but we're not. <laughs> right? We're the <laughs> Panthers. Is, yeah, we're the... And even though the Chiefs don't have amazing receivers, they, they just don't right now. They do have Travis Kelsey, yeah, who is dating Taylor Swift. Right? How many so, times are we Let's talk a little more about Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. <laughs> If you guys haven't figured it's it much out, less, it's much Steven less than... Steven is in love with Taylor Swift. <laughs> I'm not in love with Taylor Swift. I do like Taylor Swift. Um, but still, we've mentioned her way less than hey, they did hey, on the Monday night game. <laughs> <laughs> much, much less. And she's going to be in uh, in New York for the Sunday night game, so just be prepared for that again. Um, yeah, Cameron, just to finish up Cameron's uh, email here. Um, you know, he, he says he doesn't think one dimensional is the way to go. We agree. Like you want to, yeah. you want to mix, you want to balance. Um, however, he does not think that Andy Dalton slinging the ball 60 times a game is a recipe for success. No, it is not. And any of our quarterbacks throw for over 40 is a recipe for a loss to be yeah. straight up. I, I don't think Bryce should be throwing the ball 30 times a game. Honestly, I like, think you're, there are going to be games where you is okay. You need to like, Yes. 30 is a lot. It's, 30 that's is throwing a lot, the ball a lot of saying, times for a rookie quarterback with bad receivers. It's, it's maybe, maybe too much. I'm still hopeful that this receiving core can figure it out a little bit better. I don't, I don't, they can't figure out talent. All right. Um, last email here, Jerry. Uh, email from Matt. Uh, can I please, please call in and rant about the Panthers? No one at my job cares, and I am so overwhelmed with the situation with this team. I'm sorry, and I understand I'm on a team at work that no one really cares, not mm-hmm. to be mean, but they just don't. I have an Eagles fan who's, like, dancing on clouds right now, but, yeah. Yeah, I get that, and... I, I talked to Steven and we're, we got this email right before we recorded today. So we couldn't yeah, call sorry, you, but, <laughs> but if we lose, continue to lose, we have thought about bringing some Panthers therapy and calling up some fans and doing, uh, our best, uh, what's a good therapist name? Uh, Frazier crane. Yeah. Panthers with Frazier crane, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll cut fan therapy sessions. What what city did Frazier live in? Seattle. Okay, good. That was our trivia for the day. All right. <laughs> <laughs> did uh, you know there's a Frazier reboot? Oh no, no. Yeah, it's coming coming next month. He's going to be in Boston. Oh, yeah. You could tell Boston. you could tell yeah. how well the Panthers are doing by how much uh, pop culture we are talking about <laughs> this episode. Yeah. All right. I do have a few. Uh, YouTube comments that I'm going to read. I can't read them all. Um, by Chibbery05, they did run outside five or six times. It's just the corners are playing so close to the runners is forced them back into the middle. I mean, yeah, five, six times, but I, I guess maybe it's a simple fact that, I mean, it, it feels like they're not doing it. They're not trying, but uh, if you saw it, good. Um yeah, but uh, I mean, I mean, we saw what we saw, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. They, they could be more creative with the run game. That that's I that's think uh, end around Chanel, like duplicating the yeah. backfield into a Chanel Miles Sanders, and this is an yeah. offensive coaching staff. Like the the head coach is an offensive guy. The offensive coordinator came from the Rams. 
let's let's do some more interesting things, right? Oh my god, I have a great idea for a tush push style uh plays. Okay. Uh, I'll, so you don't want to break watching, Bryce in half. I, I am not. So first okay. of all, I they do the hurry up on tush push so the defense can't trade out. So yes, mm-hmm. I agree. Tush push with I keep saying that, but with Bryce under center would probably not work. But what's stopping Miles Sanders from going under center and taking the snap, correct? Getting in that formation? Wait, wait, wait. And then you could get the tight end behind him and Bryce pushing him. So you could line up quickly like that. And then you could have also a version of that where Miles Sanders pitches it back to Bryce and that tight end sneaks out or the other tight end slips out because they're assuming it's going to be just a quick up the middle rush that you can try to do a quick little dump off to him or a little fade route. Sure. I, I'm just I mean, saying, I'd like, like to see something like, different. Like so that was just me different. watching the Eagles do it. Yeah. And I was like, I feel like this could have different, ways of getting that one yard besides just the push. Like, mm-hmm. yes, I, I understand Jalen hurts can squat like 600 pounds and for them, that's the best option, but. And they also have, you know, a really, really good offensive line. It yes. gets pushed every single time. Ours does not. Yes. But you know, I, I do think, well, the, the version that they do is, pushing from behind, which was illegal for so many years that I think that if you can implement it, you can, you could really do a lot of things with that formation. In my opinion, that maybe catch some teams off guard. If your O-line is not the greatest. Yeah. I mean, Miles Sanders is not the size of Jalen hurts either. Um, I I don't know. Again, I would like to see them do something. I think it would work fine with Andy Dalton under center. And that gives you even a, you know, more options. Yeah, but he has to be out there on the play before. So it's kind of. Why? No, he doesn't. It, otherwise, the defense has time to rotate that's in. Fine. That's fine. I think that's one of the benefits of that play is the simple fact that you can run your yeah. team out. Holy crud. We are already almost at the Zoom time it, limit. It, it's fine. It's fine. We got We got plenty of time. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, thanks, Matt. And yeah, we will. Uh, we are looking at doing some listener stuff. You know, um, we, we guess got to figure all that stuff out, how to take calls and things, you know, on the on the show. So. All right. Uh, let's look real quick at the PFF grades for last week. Uh, leading the pack, Andy Dalton with an 80.3. Now, Andy had a great game. Yeah. I, I mean, mean he, he three three hundred sixty one passing yards, couple of touchdowns, no interceptions, prote- you know, protected the ball, um, threw a ball, <laughs> threw a lot, and had quite a few incompletions. But again, we're talking about a you know a wide receiver core that's not the best in the league here. So uh, Adam Thielen, number two, great game, seventy five point eight for him. Miles Sanders somehow ended up with a seventy. I, I don't understand how that happened. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, he had. He had a touchdown. One run block. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah. Uh, Tommy Trimble. First time maybe Tommy Trimble has been in the top five of the uh, PFF grades. 64.2. And then Calvin Throckmorton 
right guard, 63.8. Hey. Hey, hey, I've given him a round of applause, a guy yeah. that we barely realized was on the roster. <laughs> he had a good score. I mean, he, he was out there 79 snaps. He's probably the best we've seen at right guard so far. I mean. Yeah. No, you know, I, I, that was a legit clapping for him. Good job. Yeah. I mean. Uh, LaVisca Chenault uh, leads the bottom five here with a 51.1. Again, just he's not out there. Uh, Hayden Hurst, 49.7. Bradley Bozeman, 49.3. You know, Bradley Bozeman, we like Bradley Bozeman, but he's he's on the, the bottom of this list quite a bit. 25. It, on pass yeah. block, can, can I just say yeah. that that that's where? Oh, it's not. It gets worse. Oh, I know. It gets so much worse. Icky with a twenty-four point nine total. Chandler Zavala twenty-four point three. Jerry, what was his pass blocking grade? He had a whopping zero point zero. On, I've never seen that before. On sixty-seven pass blocking, like snaps, a, like a zero, guys. That's the worst. Uh, I, at this point, I don't know what it, they're going to do. They have to get another left guard in there. Adam that, Thielen had a 4.9. So is Adam Thielen a better <laughs> pass blocker than Jason I think he is. <laughs> Can't you see I've, Adam I've Thielen, never seen a zero. As a guard? I've never seen a zero. I don't know. I do honestly feel like if you put Adam Thielen at guard, he would get better than a zero. That's insane. That's terrible. I don't want to see Adam Thielen as guard, but I get where you're going. No, I mean, of course. But, I mean, that's that's uh, uh, yeah, awful. All right, let's look at the defense real quick here. Derek Brown, uh, 89.9. Brian yeah. Burns, 87.3. Yeah. Those those guys are going to be at the top every week, it seems like. Uh, Von Bell, 63.7. Hey, Brian Burns. Oh, yeah, pay him, please. <laughs> uh, Deshaun Jameson at four snaps. Don't really care. Deshaun Williams, 61.6. So that's your top five defense. Bottom five, uh, Nick Thurman, defensive right tackle, played 27 snaps. Okay, 50.1. Amari Barno, 48.4. Justin Houston, 47. I thought Justin Houston played. In yeah, I game. thought he played a lot better, but I guess yeah. his pass rush was 68. Uh, on 17th snap, while his run defense was at 17, what with 17 snap was only a 25 point or a 44.5. So his tackling actually, grade was terrible, 25.8. So uh, Troy Hill, another one that I, I thought was okay, 43.5 for him though. But again, his coverage rate was almost 60, so that's average. Um, and then Kamu, Kamu came up dead last, 30.6. Yeah, what's but again, up with his that? pass rush, 66.8. So, I mean, oh, he only had one. But, um, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, uh, all those bottom five defensive players, it was their tackling. So, hit the yeah, tackling, tackling drills. Wrap them up. I mean, if you had asked me what the major defensive problem was, I would have said tackling. Like, tackling was just bad overall. But uh, Von Bell had an 86.1 tackling grade, so good job, Von Bell. Okay. All right. Um, Jerry, before we take a quick break here, just want to do a little call to action for all the listeners and viewers out there. Uh, please give us a like and subscribe on YouTube. We definitely would appreciate We're We're trending upwards here. We're closing in on 1,200 subs, which uh, is a, something I never thought we would get. I never thought we'd get to 1,000, but... Uh, I would love to keep it moving, keep it going up. Yeah. 
So please like and subscribe. Hey. Uh, and then on Apple Podcasts, we you know we we get about an even amount of views and listens. Um, so all you listeners out there, please give us a five star Apple Podcast review. That is the main platform we see our listeners from. So please review there. And then Spotify is the second one that we see listeners from. So rate and review there as well. Uh, we appreciate it. Yeah, uh, we really do. Uh, again, we don't really have sponsors or anything, so we appreciate it. And we're trying to be more interactive. And hey, we're we're out here while my daughter's asleep and everything else. So <laughs> yeah, uh, we love doing this. Like it's fun for us. We enjoy it, and we're gonna keep doing it. Yeah, but it, it is nice to get. It's nice to see you know the the podcast grow. Yeah, so. and Panther Misery loves company. Yeah. <laughs> when we can grow in this environment, it, it feels good. Yeah. It's so, it's the one thing that feels good. <laughs> so we appreciate it. All right, Jerry, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right. And we are back. And before we dive into this game, we're going to go over some quick trivia for you, Stephen. Okay. Uh, the Panthers have played the Minnesota Vikings Ever since 1996. They started playing them in 96. They played them in 97, 2000, 2001, 2002, 2005, 2006, 2008, and so on and so forth. But can you guess the year that the Panthers first beat the Minnesota Vikings? 2000. No. It was 2001. The first game of the season. The Panthers came out. That was the only game we won. That is it, baby. That is why I wanted to ask you. I am sorry I got loud, but I got excited for that. Because (laughs) I did a little research on this, and I saw that one. I was like, 2001, why is that so Oh, we went 1-15. in That was the first game of the season and lost 15 straight. So, yes, that is it. Chris Winkie started (laughs) that game. Yep. Uh, Nick Goings was leading rusher. Uh, Bianca Patuka was still on this team. I thought he was gone. Minnesota had Dante Culpepper starting. So, yeah. Didn't we, did we, we injured him that game, right? That Wasn't that the game that kind of tore his knee up and uh, he was kind of no. never the same? I mean, Dante Culpepper played the whole game. So, okay. I, right. He may have injured it that game and just. We, we definitely tore his knee up. Maybe it was a few years later, but. I distinctly remember that. That was the year we tore up a couple of uh, knees. Okay, yeah. Um, I do remember. I do vividly remember. I didn't know that was the first time we beat them, but I vividly remember that game and and that entire season. Oh, I do too. I remember where I was and everything. I was so pumped because we expected the Vikings to be really good that year. They weren't. They were all right, but not as bad as the Panthers. Panthers. All right, let's uh, let's go through some injury reports here. Damn, I don't know what's going on here. All right, uh, DJ Chark, DNP Wednesday, limited practice Thursday. So that's good. Yeah, it was most a, of this, it was most a of this rest trending up on Wednesday. So that especially okay. with the hamstring, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, Frankie Luvu, hit pointer, DNP Wednesday, limited practice Thursday. Supposedly. He is going to play. Good, People have, because he players the, have are, are confident he's going to play. The defense is better with him in there. He's he's oh by far. 
second best, yeah. third best defensive player we have on this team, and our yeah <clears throat> star player on it. Again, I think he's a, a playing AP, you know, AP uh, Pro Bowl, All Pro, excuse me, level football right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mingo limited practice both yesterday and today, so in concussion protocol, he seems to be progressing there. That's good. Uh, Taylor Moten DNP yesterday for you know ankle slash rest full practice today. Xavier Woods DMP DMP he's probably out. Yeah, that's a that's month. sad. I mean, honestly, hamstring. Uh, C.J. Henderson limited practice Wednesday full practice today. Good to see him trending. Is it? Uh, is the it right good? Way. Is it good? Have you- I mean, <laughs> have you seen? Have you seen the depth? Like, I, I agree. I mean, he's he's a better yeah. player, but I mean. Oh, man. Maybe. Maybe he's a better Jordan, player. I, Jordan you know, Anderson and Justin Jefferson, man. And we are going to be out there with C.J. Henderson and yeah, Dunn. T.J. Hawkinson. Like, they've got we'll, – we'll get into it. Uh, Miles Sanders, limited practice yesterday and today. Zavala, limited practice yesterday and today. Uh, Bozeman, Bryce Young, both full practice. Bryce Young, full practice. Bryce Young probably going to start. This week, that's good to see. Labray Ray, great practice. Name. Great name. Uh, Thielen got a, a rest day today, so he's fine. Hey, you know what? Our, you you catch mm-hmm. eleven passes, one hundred and forty-five yards. You can take yeah. a break, especially when you're you in thirties. Couple days off. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> take the whole week off, Adam. Like you deserve it. Uh, the only player that showed up, he, he and Andy Dalton. All right, Marcus Davenport. This is the Vikings uh, injury report. Marcus Davenport. DNP Wednesday, limited practice today. Josh Metulas, limited practice. Brian Murphy, Byron Murphy, excuse me, limited practice. Harrison Phillips, Harrison Smith, both removed from the uh, injury report today. Patrick Jones, full practice. Garrett Bradbury, limited practice. Lewis Sine, Kine, Scene? Scene, yeah, I don't know. DNP with a hamstring. Yesterday and today, so no, uh, no real major. No, I mean injuries for the Vikings. They're looking pretty clean, honestly. Yeah, I mean, good for them, uh, but at the same time, they're both zero and three. So that that technically that is true. <laughs> um, <laughs> betting odds: Carolina is a four and a half point underdog at home. Money line. All right, excuse me, the over-under, 46.5. I promise you that is because of the Vikings, not because of the Panthers. Um, 46.5, over-under, Jerry. I honestly not, have. Not, not a beer bet or anything, just curious what you think. I'm going to go over. I don't think their defense is that great. I think Bryce Young gets a couple scores in today. And honestly, I am so terrified of their passing attack against our secondary with the injuries that they are suffering. Yeah, I agree. I think it's an over. Um, And that's the first time this year I've said that, so I do think it's an over. All right. Um, Keys to the Panthers' victory. Jerry, kick us off. Uh, Number one, and this may not even be for this game, just in general, they need to protect the quarterback. Icky looked bad. Savala has looked bad. Taylor Moten has not looked the best. Let's be Bradley Bozeman has look this this team. We are expecting the offensive line to be a top fifteen offensive line. 
they were playing. We were coming into the season. We thought we easily thought that was going to be the case. Yeah, I thought top ten. Like they looked yeah. so good towards the end of last season. They were trending upward. They had their, they were all in a groove. We've lost Austin Corbett. Now we've lost Brady Christensen, and it, they have fallen apart. You can't give up sixty pressures or hurries in three games. It's just no matter who your quarterback is, you can't do that. And this falls on the coaching staff of James Campen, who we love here, uh, Frank Reich, Thomas Brown. They need to come up with a scheme. They need to work the system to keep the quarterback upright and protected. Why? So you mentioned last year. Maybe we should have seen because every starter played every snap last year. Yeah. No injuries at all. So by the end of the year, that offensive line was operating on autopilot. Like they were quite good last year. Also, the Panthers ran the ball a ton mm-hmm. last year, especially once Wilkes took over. That was it was a run the ball team. Two key things for a good offensive line, or at least it makes it look a lot better on paper, right? So Again, we, we talked about it earlier. If the Panthers can figure out the run game, it's really going to make the offensive line look better, and, and it, they're going to be better. They're going to feel better. They're going to be more confident. It's going to open up the offense passing-wise as well when you have the threat of the run because right now there is no threat of the run. Defenses, good defenses, right? Mm-hmm. Even average defenses. If there's no threat of the run then they're just going to play man coverage on the outside and they're going to rush the quarterback. Yeah. And they're going to rush the quarterback every time. And especially when you have such a boring offensive play, play calling where nothing, you're not going to catch anyone by surprise. It's going to make the offensive line maybe look worse than it actually is. You're going to get your quarterback hurt and you're not going to score any points. And that's what we've seen. So, you know, we had Andy Dalton come in last week against a very bad defense and put up points and put up yards. This is another very bad defense mm-hmm. that Bryce Young should be able to take advantage of, but the Panthers have to be smart about how they attack it. Because they attack it right, you can score 35 points. Uh, yes, and I agree with that. And I think that is the way you attack this team is you – you. You do exactly what you just said. Like, you run the yeah. ball you well. You you keep Bryce clean. Even if we try to run the ball and it doesn't work, like, keep trying and give. Keep pounding. I, I would prefer a game where I got to see glimpses of Bryce Young being Bryce Young. Because right now, we're not seeing it. And, and I think the fan base is desperate for it. I think if this game is a loss where you put up 23 points and Bryce Young throws 25 passes, completes 18, and goes for 270-something and two touchdowns and no interceptions, the fan base is going to be okay. I mean, I I know the team doesn't care about the fan base, but it has to interject some sort of life and momentum this team needs. You know, again, if you're you're going 0-4, what you have to have something to look forward to. And if Bryce plays well, 
then I think we could easily talk ourselves into, all right, maybe this year isn't the year that we go to the playoffs. We, you know, contend, mm-hmm. but next year could be year two of Bryce. He's already looking better. You get that, those wide receivers we talked about earlier. Maybe you upgrade the offensive line at a couple of spots. You know, you've got Brian Burns hopefully coming back. Maybe you get another edge rusher on the other side. Like this team, you know, it feels far away, but really just a few key position upgrades and you're, you know, you're, you're there. You're, yeah. you're close, right? So we'll see. Um, another thing I think, you know, and it, it sort of goes into this, but Bryce, I think, needs to use his legs a little more. You know, we, when we, we've seen him use his legs a few times and it's been successful, right? I think he needs to maybe look to do that a little more. Yeah. Maybe if he can run for 45 to 50 yards a game. I'm not asking him to, to go Lamar Jackson, but if he can – be threatening with his legs. Again, that's just another weapon that you have. And he can do it. We saw him do it in college. He has decent speed. He has decent elusiveness. I mean, he did it. And he's got a very good head for to know when uh, you know a uh, defender's coming at him, right? Yeah, I mean, he's had the longest presence. run of the season for the Panthers at 20 something yards against yeah. the Saints. Yeah, I'd like to see him do that more. I I think he can do it. He's smart about getting down. He's a terrible slider, but he's smart about getting down and not taking big hits mm-hmm. when he's running. So I'd like to see him do that more. All right, next key to victory here. And this is a big one, and this is an interesting one. Win the turnover battle. Capitalize on turnovers. The Vikings have the worst the turnover worst. differential in the league. Mm-hmm. Minus seven, right? They have turned the ball over nine times. They've only gotten two turnovers exactly right the panthers are minus two right so panthers better at holding on to the ball maybe um but the vikings are they have i think seven fumbles yeah seven lost fumbles like they they're they have a hard time holding on to the ball um so this is you know an opportunity for the panthers to get some short fields right and capitalize and you get the short fields you have to you have to. Yes, I, that's why I wrote capitalize on the turnovers. You can't. The first game, the defense got the ball in prime scoring position, and or was it the Saints game? Either way, it was a field goal and a punt. And it's like all you had to do was get ten yards, and you got an our field goal. Whoa, come on, you guys can't muster that up. Like you yeah, have to you, get. You have to at least put up three. You have to at least put up. Yes. Three. So that that's why I put that one on there, and you 100% hit the nail on the head. They've had three turnovers per game on average. Capitalize on it. That yeah. there's opportunity. This defense can cause t- turnovers, and it's smart and is well coached. So I don't expect us not to have some turnovers. Uh, yeah. Knock on one, obviously. I right. Say. Right. We should. All right, what's our next key here? Uh, slowing down the passing attack of the Vikings. We've mentioned it before. They have the best wide receiver in the game, according to me, Justin Jefferson. And Drew- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if someone wants to argue it, great. Go ahead and argue. But you could argue Tyree Kill this year, but, I mean, Jefferson is just a beast. Yeah, like, come on. Yeah. But Jordan Asson, yeah. number one overall pick, our number one pick for them. I mean, they have talent. You said Hawkinson. I mean, 
to have receiving threats. Kirk Cousins is a great quarterback. Good quarterback. Let, let, <laughs> let, let me put off the rate and put good. Hang on a second. <laughs> He's a good quarterback. He is. He is a very good quarterback at getting the ball to those guys. Yes. It hats off. That's what you need to do. And yeah. they do it I well. I think he's second in the league in passing yeah. right now. Yeah. He's uh, – this offense is good. Like at the Vikings offense is second in the league in yards, right? Now, they only score 20, 24 points, 25 points a game. Um, that's because they turn the ball over a ton, right? Um, so again, it, it, you know, like we said, I, I, I don't know if you can't slow the passing game down, you have to get the turnovers. Yeah. Right. I mean, you have to Justin Jefferson's averaging over 150 receiving yards a game. 152. Uh, Kirk Cousins throwing for 360 yards a game. Yeah. I mean, Minnesota <laughs> I mean, is averaging 339 yards passing, second in the league, only to Miami, who probably threw 500 yards against Denver. Yeah, they had 700 yards of total offense <laughs> in that game. I mean, I'm not even joking; they did. Uh, you know where the the Vikings struggle is running the ball. They're not a very good running team. Matt, Madison had his first decent game of the year last year or last week. He had 90 yards. Before that, he was terrible. And he's only averaging, you know, even with that, he's averaging like 50 yards rushing a game. So the Vikings do not have a good run offense. If you can handle the run and still play like maybe a zone or double Jefferson, you know, put uh, Dante on Addison. I mean, I you know, it's good. It's just going to be really hard to match up with these guys. Yeah. I, but you gotta you gotta figure it out. I mean, do you double you gotta, Jefferson you gotta, yeah. and just pray Addison isn't as good as advertised? I mean, <laughs> as good as he's obviously is. Yeah, yeah I mean, what is Addison? Uh, you know, and right then you've now? got Hawkinson. I don't know who who plays Hawkinson. Like, I don't know how we can stop him. I mean, Shaq's out. I mean, you can't put Luvu on there. You need him for a pass rusher. I think you have to. I have. to. Jeremy Chin needs to follow Hawkinson, in my opinion. Yeah, but Jeremy Chin's not a very good coverage. He's coverage decent, guy. though. That's the thing is, who else are you going to throw decent. out there? I don't know. I mean, uh, Xavier Woods is out. Like, the, you know, Von Bell, follow him around. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, it's 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 a nightmare. I'm glad it's I'm a not ever to try to figure I'm, it out. I'm glad yeah. I'm not ever ever was good and you know. I think the the key is to put as much pressure on Cousins as you can, get to the quarterback as quickly as you can. Don't let those long developing routes develop. Yeah, I mean Hawkinson then, it hasn't had the greatest year. I mean he's had a good year. Let me not knock that. Listen, he's he's my fantasy tight end. He's 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 a very good tight end. Maybe he hasn't put up the stats so far, but I don't think anybody would say he's not one of the top three tight ends in the game. Top three? I would say he's a very good tight end. I, I'll, I'll, Who, who's uh, outside of Kelsey? Who's Kelsey, two? Kettle, I mean. Kittle? Kittle's not do, doing – I mean, Kittle's good, but I would put Hawkinson right there behind him maybe. Hawkinson's very good. You're, you're really – I, I said very that. good. I don't – I mean, this is kind of the problem with, in my opinion, t 
tight ends is once you get past like the the top guy who is awesome, it's like yeah. Yeah, you almost have to take him out of the equation. Like he <laughs> almost doesn't even count. Yeah. Uh, I, either way, I think Hawkinson's very good, but um, yeah. It's, I mean, it's I guess be, he is. Uh, he he is the number two tight end in the league. Sam Laporta is number one in receiving yards, and Evan Ingram is three. Kittle's four. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So Kelsey, you know, dating Taylor Swift. So there's that. Who's Hawkinson dating? Any idea? Selena Gomez? <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> Selena Gomez got too much plastic surgery last time I checked. Yeah, but she's still. This isn't a Selena Gomez podcast, but. Yeah, but it's um, a Taylor right. Swift one, obviously, <laughs> so we're just going to go with it. Taylor Swift, you know, she's everywhere. You can't keep her out. Pop culture slash right. Panthers podcast right here. <laughs> Listen, I'd love to do a some, pop culture podcast. Late 30, early 40s po- men. Know what's happening. <laughs> hey, shake it off, Jerry. Shake it off. <laughs> All right. Um, do we have a beer bet this week? Uh, I'll throw one out. Beer bet okay. of the week. Justin Jefferson, 150 yards, receiving over under. 150 yards. Yeah, you just said he's averaging 150 yards. That's and... what he's averaging. All right, I'll take under. Okay, I'll take over then. Oh, that's going to okay, hurt good. me, because <laughs> I don't want to win this bet, guys. Really dumb. You know, you you threw out 120 earlier. I said 100. I didn't realize we he was averaging 150. Yeah. Well. All right. Um. Okay, I'll take that. Yeah. All right. Bold predictions. Bold predictions. I'm gonna go with five turnovers. The Minnesota Vikings. Jesus. Well, they're averaging three, so I couldn't just say two or three. So, you know, it's bold. I mean, <laughs> that's bold. Five turnovers. Wow, that would be awesome. Uh, I'm going to go Bryce related here. 75 rushing yards for Bryce. No turnovers. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I kind of want to do my Bryce prediction better now. I, I kind of want to do a bold prediction for Bryce because I like that one. Do a bold prediction for Bryce. I'm going to do... He's going to have his best game against this Vikings okay. defense. I think he throws for three touchdowns, and I think he go, throws for over 275. I don't think he gets to 300, but three touchdowns, okay. 275, best game. That's, if he did three touchdowns, 275, and 75 on the ground... That's insane, but yes. We'll take that. We'll take that. All right. Game predictions. Now. So week two, I, I picked the Panthers to lose. Last week, you picked the Panthers to lose. I don't want us both to pick the Panthers to lose this week, but I am going to pick the Panthers to lose, <laughs> unfortunately. You're putting it all uh, on just, me, aren't you? You know, I just think until they prove me differently. I, I just don't have faith in this offense. I, I think the defense is good, but the defense has a really tough matchup. And if the offense can't pull its weight, the defense is going to flounder in the second half, just like they have all year long. And I could see this one getting out of hand really quickly. So I'm going to go Vikings 38, Panthers 21. Wow. I don't. I I really hope it doesn't get out of hand, but I agree. I I'm going Vikings, 
31, Panthers 24. I, I do think the offense shows life this game that they haven't showed, but overall, I do think it's going to be a loss. And I really hope that we're wrong. I do too. I, I hope that I really hope we're wrong. We have played really good defenses. That is that minus Seattle, the two games that Bryce played was really good defenses. So I'm hoping. But we haven't played an offense like this yet. <laughs> so that's the difference. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, all right. Other NFC South. Well, any other kind of final thoughts on the Vikings before we move into? I the think they're a really good final team, and it's it's one of those both teams are going to be desperate, but which team is more desperate, and which teams really make the stupid mistakes? Yeah, you feel like the Vikings like could still win their division, could still. Mm. Uh, make some noise now last year and I the do, panthers their their schedule their record i think was kind of a <clears throat> fluke i think they were for good. sure i think they were good i i don't want any vikings fan listening to this yeah. who's still here is think that i don't think they were good <laughs> if they are then thank you but uh <laughs> i think they were 11 and 0 in one score games or something last yeah, year like that just, just doesn't that just doesn't hold up yeah we know that that, that was very fluky um all right Let's move on. We've got a, a London game. Yes. Isn't this, this the game that uh, Nickelodeon and Disney Plus is making Toy Story figures? I think this is the Toy Story game. Yeah. So I will 930 a.m. Eastern. I will be making breakfast and, oh, and I will be watching Toy Story version of this game while I, my tablet has a live version. Just because I'm there curious. I'm curious how. Yeah, I, I want to watch it. I think it'll be cool. It is Falcons Jags. So home game for the Jags. Go Jags! Uh, Jags are three point favorites at one and two against the two and one Falcons team. So I get that. Vegas does not believe in the Falcons. I don't either. Uh, all right, we've got a divisional matchup here for the next game: Bucks at Saints. New Orleans a three and a half point favorite at home. Uh, that should be a fun game. Yeah, I think Baker's the uh, the shine is coming off of Baker very quickly. Yeah. And again, this is a we've just faced this defense and they are good. So I personally think if I was a betting man, I would put money on the Saints on that game. Yeah. I don't over under forty and a half for that game too, so they expect a low scoring game. I the Bucks have a good defense. I mean I will make fun of Baker Mayfield a lot. They still have Please good do. receiving, good receivers in Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, and a good defense. But they don't have the quarterback. They don't have the running back, in my opinion. And their defense is kind of old. One and two. Right. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it. All right. We want to thank everyone for listening. If you like the show, please let your friends know. Please follow us on Twitter at Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mailbag at meowmakespodcast.com. If you leave us a five-star review with a comment on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on our show. Please like and subscribe on YouTube. And if we continue to lose, we will start some Panthers therapy. Yes, but don't look forward to us losing. Yes, Just for that, we'll figure out a way to get to get you guys. We'll, we'll more probably in the show, have regardless. We'll probably record that the on Monday or something like that, and then we'll plug it in because 
we have to be careful with the cursing and stuff. We we try to relegate that. Try to keep it family friendly. Yeah. All right. Well, we will be back on Sunday afternoon to recap the Panthers, hopefully breaking the losing streak against the Vikings. But we'll be back either way. So until then, everybody stay safe out there and keep. Wow, wow, wow.